Welcome to episode 11 of Sport Oregon Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about the She Flies Community Festival, coming to Overlook Park in North Portland on Sunday, May 21st. Designed for the whole family, the festival will feature live fitness activities, interactive exhibits, and the awarding of multiple grants to deserving organizations already advancing the She Flies mission. The festival is free and open to the public, and all are encouraged to attend. Today, we're joined by Sport Oregon Director of Foundation Relations, Julia Mayfield, Rose City Rollers Executive Director, Kim Stegeman, and PNC Corporate Banking Development Program Manager, Anna Hallis. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to Episode 11 of Sport Oregon Voices. Welcome to Episode 11 of Sport Oregon Voices. We're here in the Sport Oregon office today to talk all about the She Flies Community Festival coming up in one month on May 21st. She Flies is the flagship initiative of the Sport Oregon Foundation, designed to uplift girls and women through sport. I'm Julia Mayfield, Director of Foundation Relations here at Sport Oregon. We are joined today by a pair of distinguished guests with the passion and experience to really speak to the importance of She Flies. So thank you for joining us. And with that, I'll let the two of you introduce yourselves. Okay. I'll start. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Kim, AKA Rocket Mean. I'm the executive director and founder of the Rose City Rollers. Um, I'm the longest living modern roller derby employee in the world. <laughs> and I run the world's biggest derby organization. Um, I was a skater. I skated on our Guns and Rollers and our Wheels of Justice, which is our world champion all-star team. Um, so I skated for five years, you know, broke all kinds of things and then found it easier to run the organization just running it than skating. <laughs> So that's fantastic. That's me in a nutshell. Awesome. That's fantastic. Wow, it's going to be a little hard to follow up, but regardless, my name is Hannah Hallos. I'm the Corporate Banking Development Program Manager at PNC Bank. And through my employment at PNC, I've been fortunate enough to get very involved in the Sport Oregon Young Professional Board and the She Flies Initiative. She Flies is super important to me um, just because of everything that it stands for and getting to be involved in the activities in the past year just really shows the good that you guys are doing in the community. Wonderful, awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here today. And just before we dive a little bit deeper into the community festival, I want you both to have an opportunity to share your She Flies stories and just learn a little bit more into your background, organizations and engagement with She Flies. Um, so Kim, Rocket Bean, mm -hmm. Can you tell us about Rose City Rollers and your passion for uplifting girls and women in sports? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, um, so I started Rose City Rollers and we started with um, our adult program. And then um, we, a couple years later, built a youth program. So started with teenagers and added in seven to 12 year olds. So now at any given moment, we have more than 200 um, seven to 18 year olds playing derby. and you know, our, our mission is about women, girls, and gender expansive individuals playing um, the team sport of roller derby and, uh, you know, realizing their power both on and off um, the track and, you know, community. And I think the thing that I love and the reason I keep doing this is because of the personal change I see in people and how sports impact lives. And it's not just about 
you know, learning teamwork and, you know, learning how to learn strategy and um, things like that. Um, there's so many more personal things about sports, you know, confidence building, um, people learning kind of how to interact socially with people. Um, also, sports bring together people from all different socioeconomic backgrounds, right? So when people join Derby, we have, you know, scholarships to make it totally accessible. We have a lending library with all the skates, pads, gear, everything you need. Um, so anybody can come and have the same experience. And so getting to like make that a reality for people day in and day out, like it's amazing. I mean, especially like thinking about like COVID and about the huge impact of sports and socialization coming out of that. I mean, I'm happy to do this every day. Right, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for elaborating on that. Um, and Hannah, if you could just briefly tell us a little bit about your athletic journey and why She Flies really resonates with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my athletic journey, it starts from, oh, before I can really even remember. I've been playing sports probably since I was four or five years old. My parents enrolled me in every single sport possible, and soccer happened to be one of the ones that stuck. I ended up playing three sports throughout high school, soccer, track, and lacrosse, and continued my soccer career into college. I was really fortunate to do that, and I think you know, with what She Flies does, I say this anytime somebody asks me about the impact of sports, it's sports made me who I am today. I am confident, I am empowered, and I don't think I would have the life skills I do if I never stepped foot on the field. And I think the fact that She Flies comes in is looking to give more girls access to sports is just such a powerful thing and such a needed thing because it's gonna continue to help us shape the future for the next generation. One thing you both talked about is just those transferable skills that sport provides, and both in different sports, but really how that kind of helps um, a girl woman excel in different ways. So I appreciate you both touching on that. And Hannah, being a college athlete, that was such a big part of your identity, as you touched on. Can you talk about that transition post-playing career and how you really le leaned into the She Flies pillar of Fit for Life? Yeah, and I absolutely love this question. I think it really draws on something so important. I think as a society, we are so narrow-minded in describing what an athlete is. I think to be an athlete, it means to a lot of people that you play some type of competitive sport. And when I finished my collegiate career, it meant I'm no longer an athlete. I know I'm not going to play professional. I'm going into the working world, just a normal individual. And I think in these years since graduating college and finding my different passions, I realized being an athlete doesn't mean you play a collegiate or a competitive sport. It just means you're somebody who gets out there and involves themselves in physical activity. And anybody and everybody can be an athlete. So no, I don't go out there and run on a field 90 minutes a day. But I hike, I do yoga, I go running, and I'm an athlete for life. And I think because She Flies is really focusing on that fit for life pillar, what you realize is that any woman or girl out there can be an athlete. It doesn't matter what age or what stage of life you are, and that allows us to continue to empower girls and women of all ages. Can I tag on that? Absolutely. One of my absolute favorite things about roller derby is people come to the sport, the majority of people that come to roller derby have never played a team sport before, which is a super weird dynamic. Um, but they come in and they've never thought of themselves as an athlete. And so I think one of the things that you talked about, like what made me think about that was that People come in and then they're like, no, I am an athlete. And it allows them to step into other spaces. Like, I'm well over 200 pounds, right? But I, I go to the Bay Club and I work out all the time and I do strength and agility and I do spinning and I do all kinds of fun things. Yeah. 
And, but it, it's one of those things where roller derby made me feel very comfortable going, mm -hmm. no, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete however I choose to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important message um, to start at a very young age, you know, and be like, you can own your experience in sports. Rocket Bean, the Rose City Rollers are an institution in Portland. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. Can you talk about how you have built this community and really worked to kind of build the bridge across the city? And you've definitely touched on this, but can you elaborate a little bit more on how your mission aligns with She Flies? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, both RCR's mission and She Flies' mission is all about um, women and girls getting active. Um, ours is also gender expansive. Um, and, um, you know, sports for life. So like I was just talking about, uh, getting people to feel like sports and athleticism should be a part of their life forever. Um, you know, and also the kind of power of sports and bringing together, like RCR community is a huge part of what mm -hmm. people come to us for, right? And I don't think that people necessarily always look at, oh, I'm gonna join a sport, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a part of a community. Um, so I think that we really, you know, we, we care about you know, women and girls getting out there, feeling empowered, moving their bodies, um, you know, becoming athletic for life, you know, and just building that kind of foundational experience that's gonna carry them throughout their life and just, I don't know, it's, it's just amazing. It feels good to be able to like, you know, be a part of people kind of taking ownership and feeling empowered in the transformation of their life through sports. Uh, and Hannah, if you could tell us how you have became a part of Sport Oregon Young Professionals Board and specifically how you kind of got involved in She Flies. Yeah, absolutely. So I got involved, very fortunate, through my employer, PNC Bank. They sit on the actual Sport Oregon Board and with that we got a Young Professional Board seat. I was lucky that my boss thought of me right away because sports just has such an impact on my life. And I will never forget, this all started back in 2021. So still in COVID, She Flies was kind of just launching, but it was the soft launch. And I had dialed into your first ever panel, dis panel discussion um, that was hosted, I don't know where, but I listened in and thought, oh my God, this, this is gonna change the world. This is gonna change Portland. And I went to my manager at the time and he's like, this is brand new and I didn't know it. And to be able to see where it's gone in these years and just the impact you're making. I mean, the second I heard that panel and I heard that podcast, I said to myself, I need to be involved in that. And I was fortunate that you guys are such an open community and just really allowed me to come in here and do what I love and you know, make an impact as well. And PNC, as you mentioned, such a huge supporter of She Flies and Sport Oregon. We're so appreciative of that partnership. Can you talk about some of PNC initiatives around women in sports and how you've been able to kind of help foster that relationship between PNC and Sport Oregon? Yeah, and let me tell you, I'm just as fortunate that we have that relationship. I think what you guys do really feeds off the good that we want to do. I really think so often I work for a huge corporation and sometimes huge corporations get that bad press of like all we care about is money. And what I feel very lucky about at PNC is that's not the case. We really care about the communities we work in and we really want to make an impact. So being able to partner with you and give back to the community through sports has been more than powerful. PNC as a whole does a ton. Like you said, women in motorsports, we partnered back on a panel back in oh, August or September of last year. I was able to sit on National Girls and Women's, Women's National Girls and Women in Sports Day panel and moderate that. 
Um, and so it's just really nice to work for an organization that understands the importance of community and wants to do good for all members of the community, no matter what they look like or what their beliefs are. Well, now that we know some more about Kim and Hannah and She Flies as a whole, let's focus on our signature event that's coming up. In a month, we will have the second annual She Flies Community Festival. This is set for Sunday, May 21st, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Overlook Park in North Portland. The event as a whole is really designed to be for the whole family and the community. The festival will feature live fitness exhibits, awarding of multiple grants to deserving organizations, and advancing the She Flies mission. Thanks to a substantial financial commitment from Alaska Airlines, Sport Oregon has increased the amount awarded through the She Flies Community Grants Program from $25,000 last year to $125,000. The She Flies Community Festival is free, open to the public, and all are encouraged to attend. You know, Julia, you were just talking about the festival, and I know the both of us are so excited. I think last year it was at Fields Park, and it's just moved to Overlook. Can you talk a little bit why the change happened? Absolutely. Well, you know, we're so fortunate in Portland to have over 200 parks and gardens within our city limits, and how lucky are we that we're accessible to nature and, again, just these fantastic parks throughout the city. Fields is an amazing park that uh, we did have the festival at last year, and this year just wanted to kind of expand to another community, another neighborhood, and Overlook Park with its like breathtaking views of Portland, Fremont Bridge. They also have a basketball court, uh, softball, baseball field, fantastic kind of open space. Uh, for our festival, so we're really excited to have it there, and it's also accessible by Max. Oh, so this is just kind of sharing and expanding um, our mission and our message of She Flies to another community, another neighborhood in Portland. At last year's festival, uh, Rose City Rollers was one of our six recipients of our She Flies community grant. Can you talk about what that grant meant to you and how you've been able to use some of those funds? Yeah, um, so last year we got a Sheep Rise grant and um, we were looking at what are the projects that we're working on that could um, be buoyed by uh, grant funding. And one of the things that um, has been really kind of at the forefront for us is building on a world-class coaching program. Um, and this is, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's at the heart of kind of what we do is, you know, we have, because uh, we start at age seven and we go to like 65 and, um, we want to have coaches who are a wonderful asset in people's life, who are modeling good behaviors. Um, so we're building this thing out. We brought in all these professionals like um, uh, Arctic, the anti-racist trauma-informed care consultants. They're helping us with um, an anti-bias piece of it. Uh, we brought in um, facilitators to help with conflict resolution and creating trainings for the coaches to go through um, conflict de-escalation. Uh, then we have all of our like really high-level coaches working on like how do you build coaching plans um, and what does a training arc look like within a program, um, you know, concussion awareness. I mean, there's so many pieces. Um, LGBTQIA plus support. Um, you know, we have a ton of trans skaters that come into our organization, um, and it's really important that we're providing a safe space for everybody, and that we're providing an enriching environment. Because um, that's really what's going to keep us keep people coming back. Uh, and on my side of it, 
I wanted to actually do this in a way that it was kind of an evergreen product so that then we could share it with derby leagues around the world. Um, so it wasn't like she flies gave us money that just benefits here because again, when we talk about community, my community is not just Portland. Mm -hmm. The Derby community is worldwide. And so, um, I mean, she probably should feel pretty good about the fact that that money is going to have exponential impact to women and girls all around the world. Talk about a legacy. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And, you know, last year, kind of related to that, we gave out $25,000 in grants. And this year, excited to increase that amount to 125000 So sorry, you can't apply for I this know. year. There's next year. <sighs> Uh, but talk about what a grant of that size, you know, from 10000 up to 25000 could really do to an organization to help elevate that impact and even you know, bring on, kind of carry out that legacy as we were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a nonprofit, um, we're always looking for ways to do things um, bigger, better, serve more people, um, add new elements. Um, so when you have those larger grants, like to, you know, to a smaller nonprofit, um, you know, those that are typically, you know, under a million. Mm -hmm. Those grants that are like $10,000 are the, they're kind of the, okay, we were going to go baseline, but now we can add, you know, enhancements. We can, we can really build out those programs we've wanted to build out. Um, we can reach a new population that we've wanted to reach. So it's really, I mean, it just, it gives that, you know, bigger, better impact. It, it means helping more people, helping different people. It, uh, it's just, it's, I, I think it kind of boils down to nonprofits can be trusted with the money you give them. We're all in it for the same reason. It might not be the same population we serve or the thing that we're doing, but we all have our hearts in it. And so we're going to take that money and do awesome things with it. And I, can sp I think I can speak for a whole lot of EDs around, um, you know, the state of Oregon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you're like next year when you have people giving you like impact reports and stuff, I think Sport Oregon and She Flies are going to see amazing things like coming back of here's what we did with the money. Um, and I think you'll probably be surprised um, by some of the reach and impact that those dollars will have. And Hannah, you served on the grants committee last you're year. Welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, can you talk about that experience and how it compares to this year so far? And excited to announce we have 42 applicants uh, versus kind of a 31 last year. So really excited to see that growth. Yeah, I mean, it is so powerful. And I've yet to be involved this year. I will be getting in the next few weeks. But I think what it shows, it's like even going through last year and seeing your grant and just looking at the things that you're doing and the other organizations are, you realize like there are so many organizations out there looking to do good for girls and women and just you know transgender children as well and to see a light shown on that and that you know they're coming to sport oregon and she flies now to get those funds it's just it blows me away and it's just so powerful and i think that's the biggest thing for me you know now you're having hundred and twenty five thousand dollars the good that's going to be done and the amount that this money is gonna reach all these different programs, it's gonna to continue to change Oregon. And I think being part of that process and know, knowing the good it's doing, it just, it, I don't know, it makes my heart warm. Let, let me tag on that too, because I think one of the things um, that the legacies of, of mm -hmm. like even one grant year, um, I think about the time when um, years ago I got a call from OCF and they were like, oh, uh, the Nike Community Impact Fund mm -hmm. is going mm -hmm. to fund a project for you. Mm -hmm. And so we built out a um, lending library, 
right? So, and it was that initial seed money that I was like, oh my gosh, so we can buy, you know, 150 pairs of skates, pads, helmets. And then um, I rallied a dad who owned a metal fabrication company and he built, um, he built a metal cage so we have this thing. But sometimes it's, it's that seed money, mm -hmm. the first time you get, like, because that was the first time we ever got like a $10,000 grant. And it built a legacy of accessibility, right? And like, and it also is like one of those things where people might have the, the, the inkling of an idea for a project um, and that seed money is gonna get that started mm -hmm. and then it's gonna transform into wonderful things down the road. So yeah, it's gonna have great impacts. No, and even talking what you just said with you know Rose City Rollers, I think what's also great is when you get to look at the different grants and I'm reading them and then we're able to give them out to you guys, it also highlights you in the community that much more. Yes. I mean, the amount of organizations I just didn't know existed, mm -hmm. but then we shine a light on them and it's like, you know, that's just my perspective. Now imagine all of these people coming to this festival and seeing all of these different organizations there, just opening their eyes and giving their children opportunity too to get involved in things they might have not known existed. And that ripple effect that you both have talked about, both with the grants and with the community festival and just that awareness piece and the impact that that makes in so many small ways leading up to a big way in our community is great. And one of the highlights of the Sheep Life Community Festival last year was truly the Skatemobile on site. And we're thrilled and so appreciative to announce that it will be back for 2023. Can you tell us about the Skatemobile and what attendees can expect as they lace up? Yes. Um, well, I mean, I don't know what they can expect. It depends on their skill level. But um, so Skatemobile, um, Skatemobile was our pandemic baby. Um, so we had gotten grant funding from uh, the Blazers Foundation and OCF um, pre-pandemic. And um, oddly enough, March of 2020 was when we were going to start building the program. And so surprisingly enough, when roller derby shut down for practices and games, our whole staff was able to work on it. And um, I've it's, again, it's one of those things. Grant funding can do amazing things. During COVID, we built out this truck. Um, we outfit it with like um, top of the line, skates, pads, helmets, all that kind of jazz, worked with our vendors um, from all over the world and um, built this truck out. And then first thing we did was we hosted uh, socially distanced skating on the Oaks Park property, right? And so people would like rent skates and we'd spread them out. So nobody was like, like it was like in the thick of it, right? Um, we had to get permission from the governor's office to do this. And then um, during the winter months, we did um, skating in the Lloyd Center parking garages. So again, open air, but the impact of having Skatemobile available during the pandemic was insane. We got letters and messages from parents all the time that were like, oh my gosh, I was afraid my child was becoming one with the couch. Um, I was worried my kid would never have friends again. Like, and so we even started doing outdoor practices where we were still able to bring in people because we had Skatemobile to bring skates. Um, and then we were like, well, now what can we do? And we're like, oh, roller discos, community partnerships with like Brown Girl Rise and ACPDX and all kinds of folks. Um, so it really like launched during COVID into this wonderful thing. Um, and it felt like it was doing what we wanted Skatemobile to do. And that was being a wonderful part of the Portland community. And like you said about moving to Overlook Park, Skatemobile being, you know, on wheels, we can go all over the place and we can pick and choose like communities that we want to get into um, and offer skating events. Um, so it's just really been, you know, a wonderful part of the Rose City Rollers. Um, 
So this year, um, it was funny when um, when I got the the request to bring Skatemobile. Chloe, who runs Skatemobile, was like, "Yes!" She's like, "I love that event." Um, you know, we're really excited because we're going to bring out Skatemobile. People are going to be able to rent skates, um, skates, pads, helmets. We always recommend that people put everything on because skating outdoors is different than skating at a roller rink. Um, and so we'll have you know a few staff on hand to get people like geared up, make sure they do it all, get it all on properly. Um, and then we'll probably have a couple coaches on hand too to help people if they need the basics of skating, which is a lot of what I did last year. Um, you helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how yes. you remember. Turn me your out. legs <laughs> out and walk like a duck. <laughs> Wasn't too good. But it's yeah, so we're really excited to be there um, and you know let people, you know, feel the joy of roller skating. Um, yeah, I, I think we're also just excited to be there in general because it was yeah. such a fun atmosphere. Um, people were just very excited, even though though it was a little bit cold last year. So, <laughs> fingers crossed for sun this year. Fingers crossed for sun this year. That is for sure. Well, that also really touches on just the socialization and the community building that sport has. Absolutely. And really admire your innovation um, and being able to pivot with COVID and create something really community building and really engaging. So again, so excited to have that. Hannah, your experience last year was slightly different. Um, you were an attendee and a volunteer, and I believe I saw you taking a bar class last year as well. Um, what was the inaugural festival like from your perspective? I mean, I think in general, really special, but I think even more special because I got to experience it on both ends. Being a part of the setup and just being part of that whole community to get something off the ground like that was just, yeah, incredible. And I think to be able to live it too was equally as important. And so often sometimes, you know, we put on these great events and so does Rose City Rollers, but you know, if we're not out there showing these younger kids too that like, hey, like come do this, you know, it only goes so far. So I think going out there and taking that class and just being out on the field, it's not just about your words, it's about your actions. So I wanna be a role model for that younger generation and say, hey, like I'll go out there, I might not know what I'm doing, I'll get on skates, I fell, but I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna do it because I want to make an impact on, that, on those young girls and show them, hey, you know, you can do both, you can have it all. And it's okay that you don't know what you're doing at first. That's the only way you're gonna learn. You know, another thing that I loved um, about last year was as the head of an organization, you're so kind of invested in what you're doing all the time. The getting out and going and like just saying hi to everybody else that was there was so fun because you know, we'll go to sport expos and things, but not like this where it's really focused on like women and girls being active. We all had such a great time walking around and introducing ourselves to each other. Um, and it was like, we were bonded in that, right? Mm -hmm. We all care about women and girls getting moving, you know, being athletic, having fun moving their bodies, whatever it was. And so that was, I think, one of the key things was just getting to actually connect in person with folks that are kind of, you know, fighting for the same cause, I suppose. Absolutely, and that kind of networking, so to speak, but just the relationships and the community building uh, that the festival presents itself is definitely a great opportunity, both for the vendors and organizations that participate, but also for the attendees and their families as well. So what would you say to other organizations that are considering bringing their booth out to the festival? Um, and can you talk a little bit more about the captive audience and touched on this, but 
elaborate even more about that value of that face-to-face -face interaction? Oh yeah, I mean, I would highly recommend that um, that other organizations bring out and bring out whatever they have and have a booth um, and look at it from a variety of angles. First off, you know, you know, bring your on-the-ground staff, bring your program coordinators, bring those folks that really are gonna like that are usually interacting with um, you know whoever you serve, um, but also bring some of your your upper management, you know what I mean? EDs, get out there, mingle. Um, I think the opportunity to not only like see, get that immediate feedback from people about how they respond to your organization, you know, get them signed up for things. Like we have summer camps coming up. Um, and so when we do this, we'll probably be like promoting summer camps, private parties, a bunch of the things we're gonna do this summer, um, plus roller derby, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, I think that when people go to these things, like have an activity that makes it easy for people to engage with you. Ours is pretty natural, it's roller skating. <laughs> um, but I mean, find something where, that, where it's really easy for people to engage with you, um, whatever you do. Even if it's playing like a sport that is, has nothing to do with your sport. I mean, um, but like, you know, figure out a way to make it really easy for folks to come up and talk to you and then use that opportunity to kind of like share your joy for what you do with them and then also get them to sign up for your newsletter. And Hannah, what would you say to uh, individuals within the community considering attending the festival? And if you had had access to an event like this when you were younger, could you talk about that impact that this festival would have had on you uh, growing up? Yeah, so first off, if you're thinking about going, even if you're not thinking about going, go. <laughs> go, it's an awesome event it's worth going to, especially if you have young children. And I'm not talking about, yes, it is focused on girls and women, but bring your sons, bring boys. It, it's, it's for everybody. There's something there for everyone. And it's really looking to make that difference in the community. And as we all continue to look to uplift Portland, these are ways that you can do that. So I say, it doesn't matter, rain, shine, don't care. It rained last year, it was still fun. Mm -hmm. Get out there and go. I think for myself, I would have loved to have these type of opportunities growing up. I had a very strong career in sports and had a very happy career as well, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but there weren't that many activities focused around girls and women. I was coached by men my entire life. And I think to be able to go out to a festival that's really focused on girls and sports and women in sports and just keeping people active, it would have had such a positive impact on me. And I think it would have just allowed me to realize the things that I have earlier in life. Going back to how we talked about being an athlete. I think I might have defined it a lot different if I saw at a young age that anybody can be an athlete, that I don't need to be lacing up cleats to be doing that. And as you talked about too, this event is not just for girls, women, yeah. those that identify as female. This is for the whole community, moms, dads, brothers, uh, all that are passionate about providing and supporting sport and fitness and that accessibility to all. I think that's a key though too, is the accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people, when they look at sports, like on the surface, like our sport, like to play uh, gear probably costs $500, right? But at this event, People are going to learn about all kinds of sports, and they're going to learn that the bulk of sports in Oregon have a way for you to participate for free. 
or right. really low cost. I mean, so that's another element of it that like, so like if you're thinking about coming out, come out and ask questions about these organizations. Um, you know, talk about what's involved in the different sports. Like just like be open to new experiences and you're going to have a great time. Yeah, Julia, you know what's like really special about She Flies, I feel, is it, it has those three pillars and it focuses on girls and women across all different age groups. You know, keeping girls in the game, empowering girl and women coaches, and also the Fit for Life pillar. So at the festival, how are you guys going to include all of those aspects, you know, in the day? Something that's really exciting about the festival is being creative and incorporating those three pillars. So we're inviting a variety of different organizations, community partners that have a mission that aligns with one of those pillars in different sport, which I think is a really cool component of that. And kind of to your point earlier, Kim, just that exposure of different skills and different sport in that. We'll also have some educational sessions around topics within those three pillars. And the third pillar specifically will be kind of the most obvious where we have different exercise sessions really designed for all skill levels, all ages to take place throughout. So you'll definitely see evidence of all three pillars throughout the day. Can you talk about how you've prioritized fitness over the years and the importance of staying active in adulthood and kind of the challenges of that as you are working in full-time positions and making time for the importance of that in your life. Do you want to kick us off? It's all you. The okay. floor is yours. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I loved playing derby and, you know, before that I raced BMX and I played basketball <laughs> and uh, I grew up in California, so I played soccer. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've always loved going to a gym and working mm -hmm. out. And um, so for me, I think the big thing is, okay, I also broke a lot of things. I'm, <laughs> I'm a scratch and vent sale all day long. Um, so I'm always looking at doing the activities I love largely. I, I like strength um, and agility work. Um, and then I like putting in, you know, spinning and things like that. But I also always do a stretching, like a functional stretch workout or a, um, a Pilates or a yoga, um, but really a functional stretch to keep mobility and stuff because all of those dinged up sessions are like, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure that I can like yeah. keep moving and doing things I want. Cause if I want to go hiking, if I want to go and do fun things, um, you know, I kayak in my backyard quite often in the summertime. And if I want to be able to do activities, I've got to make sure that I am working out in a way that keeps my body moving and gives me that, like the mental, the mental release, like, Anybody who's played a sport knows a big part of it is that wonderful feeling you get from it. So that's what I'm looking for when it's like, you know, my kind of lifelong commitment to, to, to fitness is I want to be able to do everything I want to do. Um, I want to have that wonderful feeling you get from sports with the endorphins. Um, yeah, and I mean, but really it is like, how do I keep getting to do this and live a fun, enriched life forever? Well, and Kim as we talked about earlier too, with you know redefining what an athlete is. And I think that that plays so much into our third pillar of She Flies, that fit for life component. And rather it be it being an avid gym goer, canoeing, stretching, yoga, whatever that fitness is. But again, just really kind of redefining what, you're, what you are and who you are as an athlete later in life. 
um, Hannah, can you kind of talk about to how you prioritize fitness in your in your busy schedule? That's exactly it. You know, it doesn't look the same on everybody, and it's mm -hmm. not like you have to be training for a marathon or you know going to crazy weightlifting classes if that's not something you're into. Right. And I think so early on when I finished college, you know, it's also sometimes you get in that trap of like, am I just working out to look good? Because you have all these ads out there showing you like, this is what a woman or a girl is supposed to look like. And I think it's taking that step back and like the reason I want to be fit for life is the same as you. I want to be able to do the things I love for as long as possible. And, you know, I used to love running. I run once a week now. I mean, I found yoga and yoga has been such an important part of my life these days. And it's just, you know, that's going to continue to evolve year after year. I probably won't be doing yoga my whole life, but it's just doing the things that make me happy and make me feel mentally and physically fit. Hannah, you volunteer with She Flies year round. Can you talk about why it's so important to you to spend your Sunday in May at the She Flies Community Festival? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's as simple as we've kind of all said in the fact that we have to show up. We can't just speak about these things and not be there to make that difference in the community. And I invo I'm involved in She Flies all year round in the different aspects, but what I think this festival provides is us in the community. You know, anybody can be there. Nobody, everybody's invited. It's not, you know, you have to have a special invitation. So it's being there and showing up and showing just everybody out there that anybody can be an athlete that these resources are accessible for everybody to just show that you know you you can make a difference yourself that it's not this like whole thing of like oh i need to be part of this huge thing just showing up shows that like i'm here and i'm ready to help and what are you looking forward to the most for this year at our sheep Lives community festival well i'm looking forward to connecting with people like i love getting to go out there and see other nonprofits. Um, see what they're up to, uh, you know, a little bit of networking. I mean, I'm also looking forward to watching people fall on skates because that's a, you know, a highlight of Skatemobile. Um, but really, every time we go to one of these events, I get to see the spark in somebody um, who, you know, even if I'm walking by another booth, somebody might be doing something and seeing that them get that spark of like, ooh, this might be my thing. Um, I think at almost every Skatemobile event, we'll see that at least once or twice where we'll get a parent email the next day and they're like, my kid is like, I want to play derby. And I'm like, that, that's part of what I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, people having a good time um, and, you know, enjoying moving their bodies, getting to mingle with people and just kind of the Portland community coming together. I mean, that makes me happy. A final plug, a final message about the She Flies Community Festival that you'd like to share in closing. Yeah, come out to the She Flies event. It's going to be awesome. You're guaranteed to have a fun time. Yeah, just get out and go. There's something for everyone there, and this is being put on to make a difference in the community. Thanks, Kim. Thank you, Hannah. And thank you all for joining us today. I want to encourage all of you to check out the She Flies Community Festival Sunday, May 21st, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Overlook Park in North Portland. Again, this is free, open to the public, a community event, and all are encouraged to attend. To stay informed about all things She Flies, follow us on social media at Sport Oregon and online at sheflies.org. That's all for episode 11 of Sport Oregon Voices. And again, save the date for May 21st. We hope you'll take flight with us at the She Flies Community Festival.